you're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, learned to cook and bake pretty good stuff, and learned to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind, and that's what I'm here for, to foster this community of perpetual go-getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hello, happy Friday. I hope you're having a fantastic week. I've been sitting here in my living room. If you don't know this, I just got a puppy. So I've been sitting here waiting for the dog to fall asleep. I've got the cat like rubbing his face on my computer and all on my papers all over the place. And then I have the dog running around being crazy. I'm like, I, how? How do people do this with kids at home or anything? I'm like, I can barely deal with these two dummies making a ruckus and all over the place. So anyway, (laughs) but I made it. And uh, so the dog is finally asleep. I locked the cat out of the room and now we can get into recording. (laughs) So today, Friday, is when my budget intensive spot opens up. I only have one spot per month. I just finished with one this past Saturday and it was amazing. And I've worked with people who make $20,000 a year and people who make $20,000 a month. And it's always the same exact process and just getting together and spending that time setting up your budget and figuring out, okay, here's the process of what do we do first? What do we do second? And giving you a checklist of like, focus on this, focus on this, focus on this makes it so much more simple than people think it's going to be. And that's what I always hear after budget intensives, because I, you know, check in with people at the end of the call. I'm like, okay, how do you feel about it now? Because generally people go into it feeling anxious about their money and kind of overwhelmed. And the consensus at the end of it is like, I feel so much better about it. Like I have the ability to get it under control and I know exactly what I need to do. There's no guesswork of like, okay, should I save for my emergency fund or should I pay off debt? We lay it out so clearly and so um, like simply that it's very easy to follow and it just makes it so, so easy. So if it's time for you in your life that your finances have been kind of weighing on you and you know that it's something that you need to get either control on, a handle on, rein in, your spending, whatever it is, if you've never put together a budget, if you put together a budget and it didn't work for you, I can do anything. And I pride myself on my ability to mold those sessions to whatever you need. So Um, In addition to our time together, I also send out a questionnaire beforehand so that I can get a really good idea of where you are with your money um, and how you're doing with your debt or your savings and what your goals are, because that is always my goal going into those sessions is I want to align what we're putting in place for you with what you need in your life. So if people have kids and they want to save for their kid's school or they want to go on vacation, um, I factor that into every budget intensive I do. So there's only one spot available. It opens today. So if you would like that spot, send me a DM on Instagram, email me, and you can call dibs on that spot. And it's, I think, amazing timing right now, especially before the holidays, if you want to put together a Christmas fund um, and kind of like put together a plan for holiday spending, now is the time to do it and kind of like get ahead of the curve um, and just take care of it now. 
Okay. So today's episode is all kind of about like this. I don't know if you know the saying, but it seems like a fairly common one of like, what you seek is seeking you. And I'm going to apply it to finances. So I did an Instagram story a couple days ago, earlier this week, all about how in my, my entire life, I thought I was bad at math. I lived, breathed, and believed that I was bad at math. Every math class I took, I wouldn't really try because I was just, I'm bad at math. I don't have the brain for it. I'm not math inclined. I will never understand it. It's too hard. I'm not capable of being good at math or whatever I was telling myself. For my degree, I ended up being in like fairly advanced math. It wasn't like anything crazy, right? But it was like calculus and statistics and stuff like that. That's, you know, not your average math, a little bit harder. And I would like, I can't even tell you the amount of classes that I barely scraped by, like D, got a D in the class or got a C minus. I was never thriving. And I always just tried to do the bare minimum because I was like, it doesn't really matter if I try hard enough because I'm not going to understand it anyway. And it was such a, I guess, self-limiting belief of just the story that I kept telling myself over and over, like from, from middle school to high school to college, every year that I had to take a math class, I was like, why, why do they make me take math classes? I'm not good at math. I will never be good at math. And I'm just going to have to like suffer basically through this math class and try to pass. And that's what I was hoping for. Like the lowest bar I had was like, let me just try enough to pass because even if I try a little harder, it doesn't really matter because I can't be good at math anyway. Then my last year of college, I decided to do like a little experiment because I was thinking about it one day and I was like, you know, I used to be actually quite good at math, like early in middle school. I know math is simple then, but it was like something that I enjoyed doing and something that made sense to me. And I was just, I was just spent the time and I was like, what if I'm actually not bad at math? What if I'm like kind of good at math? And I've just been telling myself, for a decade at this point that I'm really bad at math and there's no hope for me. Let me just do an experiment this year. Previous semester, I had failed statistics and I had to take a summer class of statistics. And so my summer class was when I decided to tell myself, I was like, let's just internal dialogue, decide that we're good at math. So then I started, you know, telling myself the opposite of what I've been telling myself for a decade, right? I was like, I'm good at math. I'm a smart person. I can probably figure it out. If I tried hard, you know, I'm a hard worker and I'm dedicated when I want to be. What if I just want to be good at math and let's see how that goes. So that last semester of college, I took my summer course and then I took two semesters. All three of those um, periods of school, I took it, you know, fairly advanced math. I was in the top of my class in all three of those semesters of college. And I was like, huh, isn't that funny? And it's just like, I was thinking about it. I just told you guys I did a budget intensive last Saturday and I had that same conversation with the person that I was doing it with. And she had kind of a mentality that was similar. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but it was basically, you know, she's more creative. She's an artist. And so it was more of like, oh, I'm more like artistically inclined. I'm not so much like numbers, logically inclined. So she basically thought like, oh, a budget would never work for me because I don't have like that ability or that inclination to budget. And it reminded me of this time in my life where I was like, I talked myself into failing math classes. All along, I was capable of doing this thing and of actually thriving at it. 
but I was too stuck in this story of this is my reality. This is what it's always going to be. No matter how hard I try, this is just it. Instead of facing up to it and saying like, what if I just try? (laughs) And what if I tell myself that it might actually work for me? What's the worst that can happen? I could be exactly where I am, which is failing math classes consistently. Or let's say that I try and prove something to myself that I'm actually kind of good at math. So let's bring that all back around to like what you seek is seeking you. I say this about life in general and the world in general. If you see the world as this horrible, dark, disgusting place with gross people and mean people and the world is cruel to you, you will consistently find those instances that is going to prove it to you that you're right about it. But if you can see the world as this place that's like anything is possible, if I work hard, I can accomplish anything I want, people are generally nice, you will also find that evidence to support that hypothesis. So in terms of your finances, you can see maybe you're in a lot of debt. If you can only see the possibility of your future, if I will always be in debt, there's no way out of it to live is to be in debt. Basically, I will always owe money to somebody. I will always have to pay crazy amounts of interest. I will never be able to afford a house. I will never be able to get a raise or a good paying job. I'm not capable of working in an industry where I get paid fairly for my work. If you consistently believe those things and put yourself in that storyline, I guarantee you hundred percent, you will live accordingly to those little boundaries that you've given yourself. But if you can think in terms of your finances of I can, I am in debt, acknowledging things that are real, that are factual and truthful of, yes, I'm in debt, but I have every ability to pay this debt off. I just need to find a way. It was the same thing with my math classes. Like I'm always going to be bad at math. But then if I decide, you know what, let me go out and actually try really fucking hard and prove to myself that I'm actually wrong in thinking that I'm bad at math. It's the same thing with your finances. If you're in a hundred grand of student loan debt and you're like, I will never pay this off. I'll never be able to get a job that pays well enough for me to pay this off quickly. I'm always going to be like struggling, living paycheck to paycheck. Then that I promise you will be your reality. Like the majority of the time. So I want to encourage you, if you have some sort of negative belief about money in your life, remember this, what you seek is seeking you. If you are seeking the fact that you will always be in debt, then you will find that to be true in your life. If you are instead seeking a life of financial freedom, where you are no longer in debt, where you can pay your stuff ahead of time, where you can pay for a vacation in cash, where you can pay for an investment property in cash, pay off your home as fast as you can, then that will become a reality for your life if you commit to working towards it. Now, if I were to give you a tiny little bit of homework this week and this weekend, it would be to start to identify the things that you think negatively about in regards to your finances. So if you are trying to dig yourself out of some debt or you need to build up an emergency fund, start to dig into those feelings of like, okay, what do I actually feel about it? Do I feel helpless? Do I feel anxious? Do I feel like I'm gonna be stuck here forever? What are those feelings? And try to brainstorm a few different ways that you can begin to think about it so you can create this new reality around you. So if you're in debt, I want you to start thinking about like, what if I don't always have to be in debt? What if that's the case? And then go from there, right? So if your reality is like, I will always be in debt, then your current situation basically like fits that profile, right? If you can flip it and say, I'm gonna pay off my debt in the next two years, then we can start to think of different solutions to actually make that become a reality. But if you can't get beyond the simple 
thought and the story that you're telling yourself about where you are financially, then I promise you, you're kind of starting like behind the eight ball. You're not giving yourself a head start or like that little boost that you need to actually make an action plan to start creating a new reality for yourself, like finance wise. So that's your little task for this week and weekend. Start to think about how you think about financial things and dig into those feelings and start to think about what a new reality could look like for you. What would it mean for you to be debt-free? What would it mean to you to have an emergency fund or to pay for your kid's college or to go on vacation and pay for it all in cash or to have a Christmas fund that you build up every year so you can enjoy Christmas because you love blowing it out on the holidays and what if you could do that guilt-free? What if you were not susceptible to impulsive spending anymore? What if you could retire early? Let's start thinking about those things because that is the foundation of basically belief that you need in order to build on that and create that in your life as a reality. Okay, so enjoy your weekend, you guys. I've been saying this, I feel like, for like a month probably. I want to go out on a hike (laughs) this weekend. The weather's going to be beautiful. I know the rain is coming and I just haven't done it yet. You know, we got a dog and I want to spend time with the dog. The dog obviously can't come on a hike with me. So that's just probably an excuse I've been using. So this weekend, I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to go enjoy some nice crisp fall weather and just put my phone away for the weekend. I've been doing that. Highly recommend. Cannot recommend it enough. Um, I just put my phone like in my nightstand for the weekend and it's been great. If anyone needs to get in contact with me, I check it like a couple times a day, maybe twice just in case there's like something urgent going on. But it's, I think we're having like a social media crisis. I know most people have probably watched the social, I think it's Dilemma on Netflix. Um, And just like how they've made it so addictive and so kind of like detrimental to our mental health, to our physical health. And it's just like such an addictive thing that we all have like within arm's reach at all times. And it's altered all of our lives and how we operate and how we buy things and how we think about other people and how we think about our own lives that it's just so, so nice to just put it away for a while and be a human being, not have to answer email or think about anything else um, for two days and get back to just being a person. So if you haven't done that in a while, those are the two things I recommend. Go outside, go for a walk. Humans weren't meant to be inside walls all the time, go out and get some sunshine. And the second thing, just put your phone away for the weekend. Nothing horrible is gonna happen. It's gonna be fine. You're not gonna miss like an urgent email. Your, if you have an online business, your clients aren't going to disappear in two days. Um, you are more important than all of those other things, taking care of yourself. So I will see you guys next week. Have an amazing week and I'll see you on the next episode.